Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? My sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the state of my sports. That's right, this is State of My Sports, and this is episode 173. We are recording live here from the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe on September 13th, 2022. We have football-packed episode, breaking down the Lions game, the Wolverines and Spartans, along with some picks against the spread in our betting hero segment. We're actually going to also do like kind of a roundtable of the NFL talk and college football. There's, there's a lot there, so we wanted to make sure we... We talked about it, so we're going to do that as well. Um, but yeah, in our betting hero uh, segment, we're going to do some picks like we always do. And of course, we're going to drink some craft beer, and we're going to give it a grade at the end of the night. We are live from here from the Hops. Obviously, they are closed currently, but hey, we're going to keep keep a tradition going. Every second Tuesday of the month, we're going to keep it rolling, right? I mean, yeah, baby. So until they, until they reopen. Uh, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors that help keep this thing rolling. And free for our listeners, the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports. BettingHero.com helps us, and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. I'm Sam Waldhart. With me today, we got Micah Smith. Yo. Travis Nickel. What's up? And John Dornboss back from vacation. Back. Texas. He's got a nice little tan there. Like, how was the weather there? Was it different? Well, I started picking up a little Texas draw when I was down <laughs> there, too, talking about things. Uh, weather was great. It was hot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, mid to upper nineties like every day. Jeez. Yep. Uh, is it is it it's a similar hot or like it's like kind of a It's a, a little bit different humidity. Yeah. Like it just hits you a little bit harder, I think. Um I think the humidity up here can be thick and like nasty to like walk around in. Yeah. Um And you were in uh just outside uh, of Houston. Houston? Okay. Yeah. Did you go any outside, anywhere else around Houston or no? We stayed two days down in Corpus Christi. Okay. That's where we drove to initially and then moved back up to Houston for the rest of the, well, we stayed an extra day and a half. Yeah. But, and you, uh, and you drove the whole way, right? Or like not you personally, but like you and uh, your girlfriend drove. Correct. How was that? How, how many hours total? All right. So I drove the entire way from Grand Rapids, Michigan to Corpus Christi, Texas. We stopped for gas to let the dogs out and to eat food. And that was it. You know, restroom stops. Yeah. Nothing too long. No naps. Sheesh. I was up for 32 hours in a row. The drive was the drive was about 29 hours. Wow. Yeah. A lot of coffee. Yeah. Is is that your go-to drink when you're doing it? Red Bull or two. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then just make sure to eat to like soak all that up. Yeah. Awful lot of caffeine, yeah. sugar. Um, you got the shakes after that, right? Oh, it took a couple of days to get rid of it. But, uh, yeah, it was, I don't know, um, it was kind of peaceful. The majority of the drive through the night was uh, we left Saturday afternoon. And okay. Kind of did the afternoon departure and yeah. drove through, like, Illinois and all the boring stuff in the dark and um, had the car to myself. Everybody was sleeping. That's, um, yeah. 
Put in stay in my sports podcast and just go, right? Yeah. That'll, that'll keep you busy for three hours. <laughs> yeah, I had to <laughs> the episodes we've been doing these days. Yeah, I had to listen <laughs> had to listen to a couple different podcasts and um, you know, some music when I had felt the need. Um towards the end of the trip though, I will say I was dozing off a little not dozing yeah. off. I wasn't closing my eyes, but man, just it was like, hard it was hard to focus and like stay alive and uh but Did you go through any cities or states that you're like, I've never been here. This is really cool. Arkansas. Yeah, you know that was um, I I don't know and kind of went through like that corner area where Kentucky, Tennessee, Missouri, and Arkansas and Texas all kind of meet. Mm-hmm. Texarkana, I think it's called. Is that what they say? It's like a <laughs> really? little, little town right on the border. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. I've heard it in a song. I feel like maybe an right. old country movie. I don't know, but yeah, we went to Texarkana. Texarkana. Yeah, that's kind of a neat little town. Bunch of exits to get off in. So it's big. It's like yeah. a bigger town, I guess, city. Did, did um, you hit a Bucky's? Yeah, we yeah. stopped at Bucky's. That was my first time at Bucky's. Uh, Whataburger? I did. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. Whataburger yeah. snacks, so, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Andrew and I, <laughs> oh, my went, goodness. To, I went to never, Texas. I will never eye a McDonald's burger from a distance. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, that was yeah. so good. Yeah, we, we went Huge. to Texas for Andrea's 30th, and that was a, the biggest thing. Is like She wanted to stop at Bucky's, and I wanted to try Whataburger. So like there was one morning that I just took off and just took one of those scooters in Austin. I was like, all right, see, I'm going. It was, I mean, a late, early lunch type thing, but, yeah, uh, yeah dude, it was a good, good time, stuff. man. It was a good time. Long yeah. week. We, like I said, stayed a little bit longer, too, you know, try to soak up as much time yeah. meeting her family and stuff and seeing places that, you know, she grew up in and that's her cool. family all lives. Um, Probably means a lot to her. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was awesome. a good time, man. It's it's tough being back, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And like, we got back yesterday afternoon. Yeah, enjoyed like, vacation a little bit. Yeah, oh, I slept so hard last night. I'm <laughs> ready to do it again tonight. Hopefully I can make it to work on time. Yeah, right. exactly. And we got Travis Nickel. We already introduced you, but, man, it's been a while. Too I can't long. remember the last time you've been on. It's Welcome been back. a minute. It's good yeah. to be here. I mean, you got a new baby. A new baby girl. A new job. Yeah, congrats. How, how's, yeah, how's the baby man. girl doing? She's doing great. Yeah. We're uh, life with three kids is a is a different world. Yeah. Uh, loving it. And uh, we're so excited to have a girl. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's like, yeah, exactly. Nervous, but just wait till. Yeah. I join, you, get, join you guys with it. So. Yeah. I mean, I think my our daughters are still at a decent age where it's not like. I mean, obviously they talk back, but like it's it's not like the teenage years of, of girls yet that I yet. that Thank I'm God. fearing and praying that I raise my daughter right, so right. she's not like that. But no, I, I'm, we're happy for you, man. I, I can't wait to hold, hold her. I, know. I cannot wait. I need. I was like you, sitting there you'll this be weekend. Crying for I, sure. I could not like just. I needed to hold a baby. There was one one people. There was one couple at a, a condado because we had beers and bikes this weekend. Yeah, and, and I like. There's probably three babies, and I'm just like, All right, I can't do this. Like, I I need to hold one of these babies, but I, I held back and didn't ask random people if I could hold a baby. So hopefully this week or something okay, I can. Come on over <laughs> in, in any time. He held all three babies when yeah, no one was no there. Was right. <laughs> but Mike and I, we did beers and bikes. We had a good time on that. We huh? did, yeah. We got to watch some football. and oh, Yeah, we got to watch some football. Man, That's for sure. I mean, it wasn't that late of a night. It wasn't that hard of drinking, I didn't think. So it wasn't like Sunday was a – crazy recovery day for no, myself was no, it for you no no so we got all. to watch some football kept, and actually enjoy it and not be like Ugh. yeah kept it real then <laughs> had a had a good day saturday had a good day sunday so yeah, yeah. where yeah. all did you guys go we actually took a different route this year so we went we, did. we started at uh well gray line is where we always start yep. and then we went to like we went the, to custer brew house yeah which is oh, like that's a, new. a cedar springs, springs like spinoff but like very german yep 
Um, that was actually a pretty cool place. I, I yeah. like that place a lot. Right on Bridge Street next to the Steel Cat, right across from Harmony, mm-hmm. not oh, Harmony yeah. Hall, but Harmony, whatever the one, other one is. I don't Second know. Harmony. Yep. I didn't even know there were two Harmonies. I had no clue. One I, guess, I guess there has the to be, right? There has to be two voices to be a Harmony. Hey, so I guess hey. that's probably... There I wonder if that's why they did it. There was two places they just like doing it. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. It's awkward. Then we did Condado. <laughs> and then we did well, one New had Holland. pizza and one doesn't. Then we yeah, did that was. the garage. Not my pizza. And then, gosh, where did we go from the garage? Home. Sam's garage. Did we? I think we went home. Oh, we went to Broadway Bar and watched Notre Dame lose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into Notre that Dame Notre Dame, Dame game, but like, yeah, I, I did not know that was a Notre Dame bar. Was it all decked out in like Notre Dame gear or anything? Oh, yeah. Right? And, it was like and Christmas half Christmas, half Notre Dame oh, decorations. Still, still Christmas stuff. Up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They keep that year round. Yeah. I, I guess I've never been there. That was my first time. And I actually really liked it. What did you think of it? it? I actually really cool, liked it. I liked cool the place. environment of it. I like it. Like, I've been there during like the Christmas months where you have to like get a reservation to get in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's doing, wild. Doing the old shot ski with the uh, bartenders and stuff in there. It gets pretty, <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty crazy. So it's called Holiday Bar? No. No. What was it called? Broadway Bar. Broadway, Broadway Bar. bar. Yeah. Okay. Yep. They, uh, I'll remember that. I think that was one of the spots I'd sneak into during COVID. They was it? A, they had a back. Like a back door, yeah, just back door there. Broadway bar, <laughs> that's awesome. Sneak into the old back door. Yeah, hey, <laughs> very nice. Well, we got we got a lot to unpack today. Um, we're, but let's start with our, our beer introductions. Uh, Mike, do you, can you want to explain everybody what we're drinking here from the Hops Brewing Company Cafe? I sure can. We're drinking Juicio Ball tonight, uh, the ice cream truck classic in a glass. This creamsicle IPA boasts a tropical fruit. Uh, pineapple, orange, and vanilla aroma leading to a smooth, full-body citrus and slightly sweet flavor packed with galaxy and mandarina Bavaria hops. I forgot how good it this contains beer was. wheat and lactose. I just, this is honestly one of my favorite beers here. And I always forget to order it because I never like think about it when, I'm, when it's time, but like this is a, this is a good beer. This is a really what good you, beer. What was the percentage on this one? 5.6. 5.6. So it'll get you there. 45 IBUs. Nice. Yeah. What do you guys think so far? It looks heavier than it drinks, I feel like. And yeah. That, that picture is a little intimidating. It is a little if intimidating. If you want to hold that up, Michael, for it the crowd. Yeah. It's kind of heavy, literally. Yeah. But no, it's very smooth. It's smooth. I like there's, the, a, there's a lot going on with it, so it kind of keeps your I taste buds a little. The lactose makes a big difference like with that smoothness, I feel like, when it comes Every to IPAs. Every beer that lactose is in, it's, it's almost hard not to like it. Yeah. Right? No, I agree. But before we jump into episode 173, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is closed for now, but working through their staffing issues and, and hope to open again soon. Uh, if, if you are in the West Michigan restaurant community and looking for a, a new start in the restaurant business, uh, please reach out to the Hops and see if it's a good fit. Uh, we trust that the Hops will open soon and be better than ever. And until then, we're just going to kind of keep it keep it rolling. They're the official brewery state of my sports in 2020. Two. And there's 2022. <laughs> Jesus, don't want to go we back to 2020. Years back. Um, 2022, and uh, don't mention State of My Sports to the partner for their discount because they're not serving anything right now. But that is the way it goes, I guess. Right. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. <laughs> You're listening to State of My Sports. 
We're going to start with the Detroit Lions. They lost a very hard-fought, high-scoring game against the Philadelphia Eagles, 38-35. Uh, when the Lions took a 7-0 lead into the second quarter, uh, the Eagles came back with, 20, with a 24-7 second quarter, uh, which included a pick six and a free three points uh, from questionable clock management that we'll get into uh, late in the second quarter. Uh, the Lions were outscored 38-14 to in the middle quarters, but kept battling and outscoring the, outscored the Eagles 14-0 uh, in the fourth to make a game out of it. Uh, Swift had a very impressive season debut with 144 yards on 15 carries and a touchdown and an additional 31 yards on three catches for a total of 175. Um, Goff went 21-37 for 215 yards and two touchdowns. In the pick six, I already mentioned, uh, and was only sacked once. St. Brown led the team in receiving with eight catches for 64 yards and a touchdown, and Chark was right behind him with 52 yards on four catches and a touchdown as well. I do have some stats on that next page for you guys if you want to pull any up. I, I, but, I mean, starting with the, with the offense here, um, it was – Interesting. So let's start with the first drive. I think that's what we got to do. And I have it kind of laid out, and it might be kind of boring, but, like, this is really just the tale of a great first drive and then it just disappearing for a while. The first drive, they had nine plays, 77 rushing yards, eight passing yards, and a four, four minutes and 42 seconds off the clock led right to a touchdown. Drive two, three plays, four yards, punt. Drive three, three plays, three yards. Uh, drive Four was three plays, zero yards, and drive five was the pick six. Drive six was the, was the other one that, that kind of ended the, the second half uh, with a 10 plays, 28 rushing yards, 47 passing yards, 431 off the clock, and a touchdown. It was just like exactly what we saw last year. The highs looked so smooth and so good, and it was just like this is what we're, we've been wanting, and then all of a sudden just – See ya. Like, it, it looks like a completely different team. It's ugly. Um, I don't know if you blame golf. I don't know if you blame, blame play calling. I honestly don't know where to go. But it's just it's the Jekyll and Hyde that killed this team last year um, that I think kind of cost this team in, in this type of game too. Starting with the offense, what, Trav, what, were your, what was your thoughts on, on really how, how the offense looked? It was kind of funny, like, that first drive, how excited were y'all? I mean, I was out there. Pumped. You're like, all right, this is it. But I, I was I was sitting. I actually watched the game with Mike, and um, and he came over to meet the baby. So he beat you to it on that one. Yeah, well, I haven't uh, been invited yet. So, well, true. <laughs> <laughs> but so Mike came over for a little bit, watched the, watched the game, and uh, I looked at him. And I'm like, listen, like this is probably as scripted as you can get. That first with the drive. First drive. So yeah. like, let's see what they do the second drive. So then after the fact, you're looking and you're like, man. This is uh, this is not good. But what do they say though? Isn't it like the first fifteen plays usually are, are the scripted ones? Is that so? What you got isn't on that there? what you always nine hear? nine plays? So the first drive was nine plays. So I mean, that, is that probably you think the issue is they're getting caught? You know, already going off script or what? Because I mean, you weren't into fifteen plays till drive three. <laughs> So I don't know. I think every team's like first drive sets the tone for the game. Like if, if both teams come down and score easy handed, make it look easy, then like you, you're probably going to have a little bit of a barn burner. But um, you should score on the first drive. You, you're, yeah. you should have a game plan that is going to counter whatever their strengths are. But to follow it up with those, um, that's like bipolar football, right? Yeah. You know, on and off. Uh, can't have and, that. And, and I think that's kind of my focus here. It's like the highs are obviously great. You just can't let those lows be that low and go 
MIA for that long because that just the defense was on the field pretty much the whole first half. It felt like because of these short drives, um, and sandwiched in between the nice long ones. But it's just like the defense actually played pretty well, but then they just they did they just couldn't do it. They couldn't do it over and over again because they're on the field for so freaking long. Yeah, you're right. The flags though early on were already concerning. I mean, but how exciting was it to get get over that? Oh but, yeah, because Stenberg had those two false starts. Is that kind of where you're yeah, going? Yeah, like it's just, just like, yeah. oh my gosh, here we and we're laughing. We're like, you know, those old timers are sitting at their couch, like, told y'all it was the same old team, yep. and then we got that, you know, and we're like, and oh my, let's freaking yeah. go, and and that is something exciting throughout the whole game. But we still got to have, we got to figure out the penalty situation, and and. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so penalties, they had uh, seven penalties total for 65 yards. I'm not sure how many of those were on offense and, and how many were on defense, but less than the Eagles, though, right? Yeah, they had they had 10 for 61, so 10 more penalties, less yards. Right. Um, and you also got to keep in mind that 15 yarder by Will Harris. What was it, Will Harris? No, Tracy Walker. Tracy sorry. Walker. Um, but I mean, the second half, the, the the offense really bounced back, scoring 21 points. Um, and responded every single time their backs were against the wall. We're Lions fans. We've all been in that situation. Where it was like, all right, this is when it hits the fan. This is when it hits the fan. And I feel like I said that like four times, but every single time there was pressure on that offense, they responded and got a scoring drive, kept this game in, you know, striking distance, if you will. You know, and, and that was really exciting. So the O-line, they only allowed one sack, 181 rushing yards on the ground. Um, the running backs had uh, obviously the 101, 181 rushing yards, 33 uh, yards through the air, three rushing touchdowns. That's great to see. Um the wide receivers were, were an interesting point that I wanted to bring up here because, I mean, they they looked pretty good. I mean, he had some some decent guys putting up some numbers. Uh, but the miscommunications early, I think it was uh, Hawkinson had a miscommunication, which was – was that the pick six? I think it was a pick six that his communication was, was with. And then there was also one with uh, – I think it was Cleef Raymond that right. he took an odd route or – I don't know. It was just – it looked like there was a lot of miscommunications, which yeah. – does kind of back to the week one. Yeah, but. the preseason and not having that that rhythm. Yeah, you know, I I think some of it's that, but I I was encouraged. Um, I was encouraged by the running backs. Thought they looked good. Yeah. I mean, Swift looked really solid. What, what did you think about the touches though? So, 15 carries for Swift for 144 yards, unreal. But what, but Jamal Williams 11 carries for 28 yards. Why is it that close? Are we just are we already bubble wrapping Swift? Because in, in my, like that reminds me of the Quentin Berry stat, the twenty-five for twenty-five worst state stat in baseball. He should be running thirty-five times. Right. Like, why isn't Swift getting the ball a little bit more here? I don't, I don't know. Like, if we have the answer, but it's just it's frustrating because you have that guy and it just doesn't seem like you used him. Yeah, it seems like they were kind of on, on the fence too, like trailing in the game. Do we do we want to really put our guys, our, our number one guys, out there and risk injury early on? You know, it's. He still ended with a great number, right, at the end yeah. of the day. Ten, almost 10 yards a rush, right, 15 for 140. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Do you want to use I'd, – I'd love to see him get used more. I want to see myself. him touch the ball 20 times. Especially if Jared Goff, what was he – you said 21 for 37. Uh, that's not a very good passing no, it's, completion it's really percentage, not. right? Start. So, um, it'd be nice to, you know, maybe have to take a little bit of that weight off of his shoulders. I feel like most teams, if you got a guy that runs for 140 and a touchdown – you're probably winning that game. Yeah. Uh, your, your, NFL, your time possession is, should be dominant, and it, it wasn't. It should open up some play action. It should open up some exposure in the secondary, and it doesn't. And, uh, I, man, it, 
okay, I went to the Philadelphia Eagles game in Detroit last year, and I was out of my seat by halftime. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't oh, go yeah. back in. Right. Um, <laughs> so I guess it was good to see them at least like make a competitive game out of it. I didn't get to watch much of it, so I can't pinpoint any like individual plays. But it looks like it was a closer game than it maybe could have been or mm-hmm. should have been. Um, and you know, if you're if you're losing close games, you're close to winning big games too. So for week one, I'm I'm excited. Um, yeah. It'd be nice I, to have Jamison Williams out there too. Yeah, that's true. I, I do think with a healthy stud running back like that, that has dynamics out of the backfield, pass catchability. I just you got to use him more. If he's healthy, use him. And mm-hmm. you're in a close game like that, seal the deal. That that, that guy, you are paying that man a lot of money. Go use him. Like they did use him though. I mean, he did, he did touch the ball 18 times. So, so with the more. catches and then the. Um, run and runs and stuff. Like, I agree. I, I want to see more. And it's not like I'm mad that Jamal Williams was getting these touches and stuff because I don't think he looked necessarily bad. But it was just like, I don't know. It, you you have that guy. You have that guy that could be a potential bell cow. The guy that could be a Jonathan Taylor. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason why he shouldn't. We shouldn't expect that type of um, production. He was doing it, but it seems like it could have been even more. I guess is, is what where I'm. Frustrated. I don't know if we have this stat, which you have time and possession, but I'm curious what it was in the first half. I'm sure it was awful. Because, I, and I think that's part of the, the running game situation. Like, I felt like we just didn't have the ball. I don't know if, Micah, you want to look that up if you can get it. Sure. Like, so it's hard, to, it's hard to get the running backs fully involved, swift, fully involved, the way that we want to. I think the game got away from us because we went three and out in our second drive. I think we're on a yeah. We drive. went three and out for four yards. Three yeah. and out with for three yards uh, <laughs> again. Right. So how how hard three and out again? It's so difficult to get into a rhythm there, and then your your whole game changes when you're down 17 points. Yeah, that's true. So unfortunately, we just never got to get into a rhythm like we did in the first in the first uh, drive. What was it in the first half? Do you have it or is it I'm getting there? All right, but I, I felt like it was definitely. <laughs> favored towards philly with the yeah. ball did it feel like that i mean yeah, yeah. It, it definitely did and when you're when you're you're right when you get down by a big amount you lose sight of running the ball usually right um a couple more stats that i want to talk about for the offense before we move on to the defense that i thought was pretty solid was nine of 14 on third down that is very good that, that that's way better than what we've we've come to know um as a lions fan i would hate like i don't like how many times we were at third down um, with 14, but it's like, if you're converting them, you're converting them. You know what I mean? And I, I'll Amazing. take that um, any day. Also, they were one for one on fourth down, which is which is solid. Um, just total play, 66. Time of possession with how bad that first half felt. It's amazing that it was so even. You had 28-26 to the Eagles, 31-34. Um, and then that pick six was really just a, a huge difference in this game. I do want to move over to the defensive side of the ball. They allowed 455 total yards, 239 passing, 216 rushing. It was weird. It felt like they, they actually played pretty well. They just couldn't get off the field. How many times did we have them at third and long, third and medium and they just simply got it it just felt like constantly they ended up 10 of 17 on third down two of three on uh fourth which just backbreakers it it just felt like every time it was time to make a play we were this close to making it and it was just it just so close and jalen hurts i mean he you gotta give him some credit i mean he made some plays yep i also have never seen a quarterback launch as many balls out of bounds 
As Dude, like, how what many of those that? should have been intentional, intentional grounding? Oh I, my! It blew my mind. They weren't anywhere near the line of scrimmage. Even there the announcers no are starting to get into that. They're like, "Wait a minute, he's not outside I, the pocket unless like twice he wasn't." The one on the goal the line was he, crazy. Yeah, like I I couldn't believe. And then one he literally just like yeah. When you're like, flicking the ball out, how is it not that should be like a pitch play in my opinion where the I ball agree. went out. He, instead, they were giving it to him at the line of scrimmage. It should have been a loss of like eight. Yeah, the one was a loss of eight. He, he when he flicked it, like you just you showed. I, but I, I, don't, I don't. If if that's legal, why don't they do that? More? Where was Russell Wilson last night? <laughs> right, he should have been launching the ball out all day. Playing the ball out of bounds. It's like, like they need to work on their free throws. I thought it had to go. I thought it had to reach the line of scrimmage. That's what I thought the rule was in those situations, and not they weren't. No, and that one that he threw like at. The feet they call like they, they like discussed it. There was I watched that no play one even multiple close. times again, uh, and there's nowhere nobody was near Made zero sense that ball. There definitely that. has to be like a rule change too, because that 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 play you're talking where you're chucking it into the dirt at the feet of players. Sometimes there's not even a guy looking at him, and yeah. he just throws it at him because he's there. Yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not saying Jalen hurts. I'm saying league wide, and I feel like if your guy doesn't know the ball is in the air. You know, you can't be an eligible receiver yeah. downfield. Like, uh, yeah, it, it bothers me. It, yeah, it, uh, I mean, it's one of those rules that they've found a way around. Do I? I think I think they should change it. I, I think they should actually be a legitimate. You have to throw the ball or take the hit. Like, th- yeah, I don't know. down. Yeah, throw it downfield at yeah. least. You know, uh, yeah, that's insane. It's like um, basketball. You'd be able to just like throw it out of bounds, but still get the ball back. You exactly. Yeah, I don't want to. Don't want to take this one, but um. Uh, Hutchinson in his debut uh, had had a top grade against the run among defensive linemen and, and linebackers. Uh, he got knocked uh, for one missed tackle and in the pass rushing department, despite getting credited with three quarterback pressures, um, he, he was actually graded very very lowly low. Uh, much like the the rest of the Detroit Lions defense, he struggled to finish plays against Hurts, and I think that was it. So I listened to the Detroit. Sports talk, and they are killing Hutch. At least there's a specific show that is absolutely destroying him and saying that he actually played terrible. And, and, and I watched that game, and I don't think he played terrible. I think he was very he was close to making some very big plays. Um, close doesn't cut it. I get that, but it was also against a very good offensive line, one of the best in the league. Uh, and I think we got to keep that in perspective too, with with both the the offensive and and defensive line, like the Eagles on paper, are one of the best teams in the league. I don't Absolutely. trust Jalen Hurts to be the long-term take them to the Super Bowl by any means, but make the playoffs, yeah. Like, that's that's right where this team's going to be at um, and the, the talent's there. And I think the Lions really competed pretty pretty well there. What would you think about Hutch? So, I know, like, uh, pro football stats or whatever have him like as one of the worst, uh, you know, uh, It was Pat. On on passing plays, right. yeah, he actually plays. did pretty good against run run defense. Okay, but so pass it, defense was awful. But I I'd be curious to see that stat um, if they actually looked at how much those guys were on the field. Like you look in the again, I know mean, I'm going back to that that first half when you're going three and out, three and out, three and out. Mm-hmm. This dude's amped up like no other. His first NFL game, he he's the face of the franchise potentially, right? He's one of the biggest guys in our on our team, and you're jumping in, and he was exhausted. Oh yeah. You could see it. And you could see it by all of them. All of them, right? And yeah. then, and you imagine the adrenaline that's going through him, and you have to continuously come back. How about the response in the second half? I know, like, still give out points, but the, as a team, they still started to make some more, you know, like they were playing a little bit better. Yeah, 
almost went hockey on there, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, it I slowed put, it down a little bit. I feel like I've I've always said this about the Lions' defenses. They're they're better than the stats say. They're better than it looks. And and I'm sick of saying that because I want to see a dominant uh, defense. You know what I mean? Like I want to see guys that make plays, um, like not just be close, but actually go and, and finish the job. Um, and, and not allow points. I think that's obviously the goal. I, I just felt like this was another one of those games that was like, the defense played pretty well. They just couldn't get off the field. They couldn't make the play um, when it mattered most and fault them for it. I gotta. I guess I have to fault them for that. Well, like you said, too, he's he plays at a different level. The explosiveness that he has to um, display in order to dominate football and offensive yeah. linemen um now in the nfl not in college anymore let's get we got to remember that yeah um to to get back on the field with the three and outs that quick and like to play with that much aggression and that much explosiveness yeah yeah that'll wear a guy out real quick, especially a rookie yeah there's not very many rookie pass rushers that just come in and like dominate the game i know like one of the Watt brothers did, right? Not JJ, but the other one. Yeah. LJ. TJ. TJ. Okay, here we go. He's got a torn peck. T, T names, right? Yeah. Um, and then, but like, it takes a couple years for those guys to really like show their true colors and get used to the speed of the game. I got to imagine you're the number two pick. You just signed this big deal. Um, you're probably playing with a little bit of tentativeness too, like not to get hurt. Yeah. Right, like that's the big thing. Like, don't get hurt. Don't do something stupid. You don't want to get embarrassed, too, yeah. Right, you don't want to put yourself yeah, in that Yeah, there's situation. there's a lot of pressure, and like you said, amongst with that and the adrenaline that he's got playing the first game of his NFL career, it's probably pretty easy to maybe lose that that advantage in the game. That's why you I know, think I, I think he settled down in the second half, and that's why we beat them in the second half. I mean, yeah. Right? I, I, I thought he played well. I thought the defense really just in, in general played well. Mike, what were you going to say? No, the, the I, th- I think the the return or the expectations or, you know, however you want to put it for a lot of hungry fans for a team like this, and you and you put all those expectations on that guy, I mean, what, what do you want from the guy? You want, you want like, nine sacks and, like, five tackles <laughs> right. for a loss yeah. and, like, like, what do you want for his first game? Okay. Not every single first round guy gets to just dominate. It's mm-hmm. it's not the way it goes. We've yep. we've talked about this so many times, and it just happens to be that Hutch is one of those guys where he didn't provide that second overall pick uh, return for a lot of people's mentalities. Yeah, and sorry, I, and and I think it just kind of goes back to Jalen Hurts and, and just the containment in general. It was just, I mean, he had his hands on him. On, on Hertz, I think twice, where more times than not, that's going to be a guy that doesn't know how to move and he's going to get it. And he was inches from being the impact player that people would be salivating over. And that's why I think we got to be a little more fair with him is, no, did he go get the sack that we wanted him? No, and uh, you got to fault him for that. But at the same time, he was in the backfield. He was doing everything that I think we expected, and he's not going to get a t- sack every game. He's not going to be a 17-sack guy by any means. You know what I mean? Like that's, those, that's kind of unheard of in a lot of ways. Definitely not year one. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, man, just a couple more, couple more seconds, like a half a second, and he would get them. Or move to the right a little bit more, he would have gotten them. A quarterback that doesn't have the feet that Jalen Hurts has because there's really no others um, that have it. And I listen At least to that we're going to play against. So th- y- yeah, listening to some like national sports shows too. It sounds like Jalen Hurts came into camp bulk, bulked. Yeah, he's a big boy. He put on some weight. He's strong. 
dual threat quarterback. They have a heavy run offense, and they got explosive wide receivers. And I think we just had a bad day against a good team. Yeah, and and I think the 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 a bad first half. The run the run game in general, I think was was impressive. The run defense, I thought, was actually pretty good. Yeah, you allowed uh, ninety uh, six yards from Miles Sanders, but it was chunks. Like I feel like when it mattered most in the second half in general, like they were clogging and they were yeah. creating. You know, only two yard runs rather than the five eight yard runs that I think the Lions were getting. It was better than I think the numbers tell us, especially when you got a guy like Hurts going ninety yards on the ground, sur- like survive, like surviving drives basically with him scrambling and, and making plays. Uh, but I, I did want to bring up the uh, Tracy Walker. He had a really good game. He ended up with uh, eight tackles, three assists, a sack. Uh, but then he got a, the the boot, you know, from that. I, that was one of the weirdest things I've ever, I've ever seen. I, I don't understand how he got two unsportsmanlike calls, and then they in one play and they kick him out. That doesn't. I know they were saying like, like it has to be two accepted. Remember the ref came on like the the expert, if you will. Right. It has to be two accepted ones, but then the refs can use their judgment to Which kick him out in that moment. Yes, because like, they were. Those dudes were coming after him. All he's doing is just exactly. slapping them away could, like they do all, you could all see, the time. Like, all right, late hit, high, that's fine. Give he was that, mad give at him himself a He was bit. mad at himself. You could see from his body language, he was like, oh, son of a bee. Like, right. You know what I mean? And then people right. are going to go in his face. Of course, he's not going to just be like, all right, hit me oh, six yeah. times, shove right. me six times. You know what I mean? And it's, it blew my mind. When I saw that second flag come out, I was like, oh, good, it's offsetting. Because I right. saw their guy taking swipes. And then all of a sudden it was another one on, on Tracy Walker. And that, that hurt uh, quite a bit because he was having a really, really good game. Uh, do want to get into the coaching side quick. Clock management. And that's the, uh, the end of the first half, there was the, it was a third and – was it third and two or something like that? Uh, coming down to the two-minute warning. And Dan Campbell rushed in the play call. We did a quick play right, right before the two-minute warning where it was like, okay, you still got to play that clock game. Right. You still had the timeouts. They had the timeouts. You literally just saved them time. If you didn't get the first down, like it, it, it seemed like another questionable decision. It made zero by sense. Dan Campbell, and I'm really starting to. That's, that's he did it last year. It felt like it was reasonable because we had no chance of winning these games. He right. knew he was outmatched. We shouldn't be outmatched this year, um, and I don't want to take that as a as a reason for that type of play call. Um, and then the onside kick, too. You put, to put those on top of each other, uh, they got it to within, I think it was within 10, right? Late in the third quarter, and he does tries the surprise onside kick. Just, I don't like that. I don't like that. Week one, I don't like that in this situation. It was an opportunity to really <laughs> test your defense, trust your defense, and he obviously doesn't. And that scares the crap out of me. I don't me. know if it's that he doesn't, dude. I just think it's... You just think it's his personality it's and we're going to deal with is, it? All right, well, then that's another problem because no, that's not the way some, it works in this league. Oh, so Sean Payton kicking an onside kick in the Super Bowl wasn't a good <laughs> that's idea. A good, that's a good like, point. I'm just saying, like, I know that's an extreme example, but, man, the dude is who he is, and sometimes it's going to work out. Like, we're going to get an onside kick, and you're going to... If you would have got that, we'd be having the same conversation. What about Dan Campbell just yeah, doing that random crap? Like, or, like... Yeah. Like just, it's not only that going for it on fourth, the occasional fake punt. I mean, it keeps the teams having to prepare for more stuff every week. Now you got to work with your hands, okay, team. Th- so let me ask now you. Got to work. Did you with like that onside kick call I, in that situation? I laughed because I'm like, this is this is Dan Gamble. Like this is who he is. 
and I'm I am I, I yeah. mean I'm somewhat at least we have an identity. You know, in the last administration we didn't have it. And and we have an identity and I'm all right with him being a little bit crazy once in a while because I do think it makes it complicated for other teams to prepare for. I guess that's where I look at it differently though, is I don't want that to be our identity anymore. Like last year I think it was fine because we were outmatched. This year it's like you look at the, the the conference we're in, like, there's a legitimate chance. Like, look at what happened week one. I know it's just week one, and I don't want to overreact to that. I'll do that later in the show. But, like, the, the path to the playoffs is there if you play it right, if you do it right, if you're – Sure, but – You know what I mean? He, but but it, that might be right to him and this team. Well, yeah. It might work. Yeah, I didn't love like like personally. Yeah, I don't know that I loved it. I'm like, man, like we just we just score. Is we it have a growing the, concern though? We have all the momentum. No, no, John, is it a growing concern for you? I don't think so. I think it's like a situational thing. You, you're clawing back into a game, and the other team is probably like, oh, they're going to try to boot this one out of the end zone and pin us back. And like yeah. that's the time to pull that card. When it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But when you bad kick. when you line up for a let's say a purposeful onside kick and the other team sees it and like they know what's going on the odds are way lower yeah i'd like to know what you know what the difference is there as opposed to like the surprise onside kick yeah um, but yeah when it doesn't go in your favorite it obviously has you scratching your head like is that something they practice all minicap you know like that's true did, i tell you i tell you what teams that would play washington's got to do is prep a little bit spend a little waste that. a little time for an onside kick waste a little time on punt return Hopefully waste a little to. time on this and that. Yeah, like I think we're you gonna right. I just, wait. Wait, fake punts coming too. Like, oh, I, I, yeah, crazy I stuff. I'd rather do fake punts than onside kicks randomly, because it doesn't just all of a sudden give them that crazy of, of, an, av- of an advantage. Right? It yeah. would have. I mean, if we would have gotten that, we'd have I mean, been that's at midfield. Like a, that's almost that's what a forty yard difference on on the field, maybe more. Potentially, yeah. Like, I mean, that's. Yeah, and, and in that situation, it was was tough. What, what, what's the comment here from Mr. Sports? Thanks for watching, Mr. Sports, on the U, on the YouTube. He said, I thought the start of the game uh, was going to be – I can't read that, sorry. Probably meant to say, I thought the start of the game was going to be like that throughout the game. But the Lions, uh, but the fooled. Lions, the Lions fooled, fooled me. me. Yeah. They fooled me. I was I was 6 to midnight. <laughs> Man, I was I was uncomfortable. Easton was pumped. Like we were high fiving. Like this was like I was like this is different now, and it was. It's it felt, felt like more the same. It still felt a little different. Like I think the team they play hard. They're they're exciting. I I'm not I'm not like super bummed. I mean I was when they lost. I still thought we were gonna win. I just felt like I did too, we yeah. have a chance to win this game. And we did. I mean if we wrap up a tackle, we're getting a ball back down multiple times. Down three. It felt like and. It would like a. I'm talking that last run that. Oh kind of yeah, been, yeah. Oh, it would have been yeah. like. Right. Forgot about that. Just wrap up and we get the ball back. Yeah, that's true. I made it only down three. Yeah, I think we we have to be excited about a loss. I, Philadelphia might win the NFC this year. There's a good chance. That division is so weak, and depending on how they do out of conference, it would have been a huge win on Detroit's resume had they won this game. I agree. I think it's going to change things at the end of the yeah. year yep. with that wild card spot. Um, but. Man, I think uh, Detroit still shows that they can hang with the best of them. It's better than getting blown out last year when Philadelphia was kind of like yeah. beginning to find that stride, you know. Yeah, and I, they've, I, they've only added to their weaponry and everything. Too, yeah, I mean, so. I, I don't believe in moral victories in the NFL. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. But I feel like 
Trav's <laughs> ruining stuff over here. I feel like if they come out and win next week, that becomes a moral victory. Again, you know what I mean? But if they go out and lose to the Commanders, and we're not going to get into that. We're not going to try to dig into the X's and O's and why they're going to win, why they're going to lose. But, like, if they can go out and win this game, that's great. And you're right back. You're, you're better than you thought, I think, at this point. Yeah. We, we showed that we're decent. We showed that we're a good team against the Eagles, but we didn't seal the deal. If we go out and lose the Commanders, it feels like just another missed opportunity. It was like, well, there we go again. And, and that's yeah, what I'm, that's what I'm afraid of here as a Lions fan. We've all been there. It's like, I'm so done going back through the schedule. I mean, like, like, I mean, talked about it last week in the preview. It's like, well, if there was these nine games that were all one-score games, I don't want to have that conversation this time next year that the Eagles were one of that one-score games that if you were to flip that, if you win 50% of your one-score games, you're actually a winning team. Rather, It's like, I'm done with that. And that's where I, I hope to God that that's, this type of game does not add on to that mantra. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's just gonna make me make me go crazy like the lions always do. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is state of my sports. Oh, lions, lions, lions! They'll, they'll drive you nuts. But there's other teams that I think are probably a little going wacko here. Um, after week one, pretty crazy week one. I don't want to dig into some of the, you know, more of the storylines and kind of get your guys' thoughts on on what we've we've seen um, so far. I'm, I'm going to start with the Baker Bowl. Um, I mean, <laughs> Baker look, Bowl. Like so, it was obviously Baker Mayfield with Carolina. Now he was playing Cleveland the first game, and they, I think Baker he pretty called big, it the Super Bowl. Is that what he called it? Oh yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, he he had a pretty good game. It wasn't like obviously great. Um, but he kind of did his part, and then the Cleveland ended up winning on the last second field goal. So I did. I want to pull up Baker's stats here. Baker was was sixteen to twenty seven, two hundred thirty five yards, uh, one touchdown, one interception, sacked four times, which I think would would be expected against the Cleveland defense. But um, I mean, I, j- I just look at this game. It felt like it was all set up for. Carolina to get that that nice early start, that nice early win against a good team because they it worked out that. Uh, Deshaun Watson's gone, um, and they could get that win. But I just like go back to, all right, is Matt Rule going to be that guy that gets fired first? If this hits the fan, like I, I'm a big Baker Mayfield believer. I think he can have a nice bounce back year um, from from his injury year last year. But if this hits the fan and it hits the fan quick, whew, this guy's seat's going to get hot very, very fast. I didn't pull up their schedule, but, I mean, he could be on the, the table here for that first first coach fired right I don't I don't think he's a very good NFL head coach to be no. honest with you that's that's that was part of my I don't know part of my reasoning why I didn't think Carolina was going to be very good this year I, I don't believe in Matt Rule as their head coach at all I think they're vulnerable yeah so they got the Giants Saints Cardinals 49ers Rams so I mean it's a decently easy schedule at least here that the, but if they start losing these games it could hit quick yeah, they could go 0-4 for those, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley do what they did and, and play decent football, I don't I don't know that Carolina can. Danny Dimes. I, yeah, I, but then the rest of those games, man, those are like division you know contenders that they got to play. I think it's just hilarious 
and unfortunate for Baker. The only kicker to just drop a field goal when, when it mattered <laughs> on the entire <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, right. Like how many, like Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. I mean, no, no that, eventually hit that it. One, yeah. Like I'm just saying all the kickers that miss uh, – Colts. I mean, they they kicked his butt off the team this year or, or already today. Yeah, today. So like the amount Wait, of kicker, like the Colts kicker, they fired him because he shanked one. blankenship. Oh, yeah, yeah, they Rod, did that Rod, really. Rodrigo. Yeah, no way. They pick him up, dude. He's one of the best oh kickers gosh. in the game, in my opinion. Um, what's uh, McPherson from from pick Cincy? Right? A top kicker missed a big one. I mean, yeah, McPherson. Um, I'm okay with that. The Broncos. I mean, I don't know why they kicked a 64 yarder, but either way, like the amount of missed field goals and then the one field goal that's dropped is Cleveland against Baker. Uh, the next one I want to talk about was Justin Jefferson. He had nine catches, 184 yards, two touchdowns. I think most of that was actually in the first half. Um, but man, do you get all right? Is he the best wide receiver in the game right now? I feel like we need music for this. Segment. I don't know. I'm still going to lean on probably Jamar Chase. Jamar. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. That's that's one and one a. Yes. Devon, I think Justin Devontae, Jefferson's more. Devontae Adams. I mean, shoot. There's no. there's some great wide receivers. Jefferson out there. and Jamar. There, it is a two man rate. They are. If you watch them, they are freaks. Like I can't get enough of watching them. Jamar is un unfreaking believable. He caught two touchdown winning plays. Two. Well, it should be, this this segment should have music, right? You just Sorry, going off one. eye test, and I mean, it's opinion, right? Nothing to do with eye test. They're just dominant. Like they're just better than everyone I, else. I don't think Jamar's that. Oh good. my gosh! I oops, wrong button there. Um, no, I I would say Justin Jefferson's way better than Jamar Chase at this point. Oh my! Okay. Way better. And I, I, I don't. This is my opinion. Are the Vikings legit? Jamar is a freak. Are the Vikings legit? Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna lean towards no as well. Sticking in that game, Packers looked bad week one again, scoring seven points. Rodgers looked frustrated already. Is this legit concern or just another bad week and the Packers are going to figure it out like usually do? Let's, well, let's turn this one to Micah. It's Micah to start and I'll tell him he's wrong or right, I guess. That was how it works. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, I mean, look at history. I, I think they're going to get it figured out. I don't see them struggling all year long like this. I think that's – I mean – You'd be happy. I'd be a little upset, but uh, I, I really don't think it's something to be that concerned about. They get to host the Bears this coming weekend, and I think they're going to have a uh, different mindset. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they did this last week or last year, right? Last year, bad. All the was time. against the Saints. It happens. It seems like it happens all the time. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Well, I'm, I'm, Rogers I'm, I is out doing too. like holistic things all off season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know dude. That, He's just showing up for week one like, here we are. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't be too worried as a Packers fan. Like, they're going to figure it out and still be, like, in the well, hunt dude, like, if not winning the NFC. Listen, I, like, I'd, I'd be I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't concerned about the wide receiving. You know, like, it's it's definitely Drops a lackluster. Like it's a lackluster corpse. I'm not going to lie about that. Of course it is. Corpse. Bengals, Steelers, crazy game. <laughs> Uh, you had a blocked extra point that would have won it for the Bengals point. Uh, they had, two, what, two missed field goals. I think both teams missed a field goal in, in uh, overtime, and then uh, Steelers ended up making another one. But Burrow sacked seven times and had four interceptions. Are didn't the Bengals they, coming back to earth? Didn't they fix no. their O-line or no? They, were, they allegedly did, and then it absolutely did. Holy guess, crap. Right? Seven sacks? Oof. Hold on, hold on. Did anyone catch any of that game? I was trying to go back and forth, but it was at the same time as the Lions, so it was, it was obviously we had most of my focus on the uh, okay. Lions game. I'm going to do some research. I want to know if it's 
if it's Burrow's fault no, or if there was a couple crazy things that happened in that before interceptions. No, there was a couple bad that's snaps. That's the biggest concern, right? No. Yes. All right. No. Yes. <laughs> maybe. I feel like no. the, I feel like Sensi and the Broncos had the exact same game. Get into the red zone, screwing up. The Bengals played just fine. They just choked in the red zone, and I'm not worried about them at all. So Jamar Chase isn't that good. Jamar Chase scored two touchdowns, but they didn't. They didn't. Could um, have had a third or They a didn't fourth. challenge it, just like the Lion or the um, the Broncos game. Oh yeah, another non-challenge the, oh, that was yeah. a touchdown. Like they, he was fine. It had nothing to do with that. Actually, had a great game. Could have had a better one. He had. Ten receptions, 129 yards, and a touchdown. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good two game. touchdowns. One one was taken away. Um, Sunday night football. Brady. Since he's gonna win the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I welcome back, Trav. I, no I, chance. I am sold on them. Really? It's like you were sold How on sold the Giants. You Maybe not sold on since you win the Super Bowl, but they will be. They will oh win the division. I bet you they don't make. A, they don't win a playoff game. If Alvin Kamara doesn't get suspended I'll bet for you what boot happened on the playoff the game, Pro Bowl, all right. I bet you boot they win a playoff game. The New Orleans Saints in the Super Bowl. I'll double down with you, Trav. So well, you want you want to do I this? I want to hear what both of you just said. All right. Well, well all right. Hold on. We, we we have a, a bet potentially. A boot that Bengals don't win a super a playoff game. Oh wow! A, I will bet you a boot. The, the literal Bengals boot. Win a playoff game. A boot. All right. Yep. I'm in. Write it down. Write okay. It down. I was just you going off. Of, I was just going off of Trav's uh, Cincy Super Bowl pick. I said that Cincinnati would beat New Orleans Saints if Alvin Kamara doesn't get suspended. You think that might yeah that might happen? I guess right. I think Jameis Win- Winston is going to have a huge year. Michael Thomas had two big touchdowns. Like he's back, and they got they got a wide receiving core down They're there. They're a nice team. Crab legs, yeah. <laughs> eating W's. No, 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 no. I heard he was hurting <laughs> after the game too. But all right, Sunday night football. Brady was eighteen to twenty-seven, two hundred and twelve yards, uh, touchdown, interception, sacked twice. He looked old. This was the first time that I was like, man, he looks old. He looks cranky. Is it the end, or are we just? Is it like a? The man's got women like problems. Is this like a Packers? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a wife right now. So. Is it a Packers thing? Like they're just gonna he's gonna figure it out. It's gonna be all good. He won. Oh man, I, dude, it. I don't know. Like home life always seemed to go well and coincide with his winning. Well, I mean, right? Rogers has never had a good home life allegedly, so that's been fine. Well, right. <laughs> Brady's never endured that. That's true. That's true. He's Cowboys. Fine. Talking about the cow- Cowboys, they looked awful uh, even before Dak left. Could they finish last in this division? This really, really bad division. Are they going to finish last place? They're them boys. Last place. <laughs> <laughs> They're s- they look like crap. I what, tell you what, what. What's his timetable? Is it the whole season? Eight, six, eight weeks. Six eight weeks. weeks. I think it's eight. Yeah, six to eight. They didn't put eight. him on IR, I don't think. They could be close. Like They could probably tie with somebody for last place in that division. Probably <laughs> the Giants. a fork in them, baby. It's crazy. They're done. Bring They're Jamie done. G in. 49ers and Trey Lance losing to the Bears. Yes, it was rainy. Yes, the weather was bad. But should the 49ers be worried with Lance's performance? From what I heard, I didn't watch anything on it. But everything I've heard is just was absolutely awful. Any concern about Trey Lance handing the reins over to Trey Lance yet? I like how you throw the reins in there. I mean, oh, it, was a, yeah. it was a mud bowl out there, let's be honest. And I heard Soldier Field, Splash. right, is like the worst uh, field in the NFL right now. And they're reconsidering, like, Options for the rest it, of the season. It's that bad. I really? Think, yes. I think a drunk man 
drew the sideline. Oh, I saw <laughs> yeah, I saw those pictures. Yeah, <laughs> I would say there's no need to worry yet. I do think it's crazy that you sit a quarterback that brought you to a Super Bowl and then the NFC Championship game for, you know, Trey Lance. Project. <laughs> Project. We, we both just thought the oh. exact same thing at the exact oh, same I time. Oh, I can't wait to talk the later. The very next topic. Oh, but. Michigan. Oh. <laughs> but. Oh, yeah, true. But. Oh. Well, perfect. Right on board with it. But oh. if he's better, there's no reason to panic yet. It, did you see the game? I didn't watch it. It was an S show. Yeah. I mean, there is... <laughs> So he was watch the highlights. He was thirteen to twenty eight, hundred and sixty four yards at interception. Honestly twice, impressive. He had thirteen rushes for fifty four yards. It just dude, I expected to look work. up the highlights. I expect it to work, but I listen, I, I think San Fran needs to just get real. They need to have real expectations. Just say, hey, we're not going to be a playoff team without Jimmy G. Excuse me? I don't think they're a playoff team with Trey Lance. No kidding. I really don't. Well, Mr. Denver over here, is, uh, he gave me the look like. I just think overreacting to what happened no. in Chicago. Oh gosh. It, it literally, that's the type of game that could go to any team. That city flooded. <laughs> they were, the, the city they were, flooded. These dudes were like okay. sliding through like tsunamis. So? <laughs> I do have to reiterate a point that Trav made on the last topic. I don't know if the listeners got it. He said, bring Jimmy G into Dallas. I think that's a great idea. Jimmy and Jimmy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Dallas, Texas. Jimmy that Square. That old field. What? You got a GQ Esquire guy leading that team. <laughs> you got some oil money coming in in Dallas. All right, Let's last game it. I wanted to bring up. Seahawks, they spoiled Russell Wilson's return with the Broncos. Uh, what was more surprising, Geno Smith's decent game or Russell Wilson looking as rattled as he was? Probably the booze that Russell Wilson got. That was interesting. I, that's actually a really good, a really good point. That was very surprising. I, I expected more of a – a lukewarm return, if you will, and that was far from it. Um, I'm going to go with Gino. Gino looked dynamite, man. Really? Are you kidding? Dude, he I, looked amazing. Okay. For him. For him. I think that was a surprising for like, well, really for a lot of the quarterbacks that we saw in this, this, this week of football in a lot of ways, but I, that was surprising, but I thought Russell Wilson looked miserable. I thought he looked rattled, which – all of the circumstances, I get it. I'm not going to write write them off or anything like that with the Broncos, but it was surprising. It was surprising to see how off script they were, how off skew they were. Like it was, it was ugly. Their, it their was offense loud. in general. It was very loud. It was loud. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to bring up were some MVP odds and some quick adjustments that have been out there. Uh, we had Aaron Rodgers, who was at plus seven hundred. Uh, dropped all the way down to plus 1,400. That's a pretty big drop there. Uh, Matthew Stafford was plus 1,500 all the way down to t- plus 2,000. Uh, Josh Allen went from plus 900 to plus 450. That's a pretty heavily favored guy there when it comes to the uh, MVP odds. What stands out to you mostly, Trav, here on, on these, these odds a this adjustment? Allen's a stud. I just real quick, he's a stud. I mean, I told you that that night we watched him. Wow, next level. Jameis Winston, what, what John was talking about. Plus fifteen thousand to plus five thousand. <laughs> that is a massive jump. Where do you see that? At the Sorry. bottom, James went right plus to fifteen thousand. I mean, that is absolute. Because I saw that plus fifteen thousand, I'm thinking it was live when I first yeah. looked at it earlier. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm taking it. 
then realized that you had the new ones. The new ones on oh there. Oh my! No, that's that's interesting. That's that that's that's a that's me. a big jump. No, I wouldn't put money on it. No, but, but I mean, how you gonna how you gonna um, count out Tom though at plus J- nine? Jalen Hurts also went from plus four thousand to plus sixteen hundred. So that that's pretty that's crazy. It's a, a pretty big jump. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. That is a massive jump for Winston. Winston, going from plus 15,000 to plus 5,000. <laughs> Trey's still talking. I think he thinks we're off air. Put money I think he on forgot it. his mic was still on. I, I, I knew this was in between. <laughs> well, the mic still works, though. Oh, all right. <laughs> we don't right. have those buttons right. anymore. I got to get those things fixed. I got to send them over to my dads. Uh, getting over to the Michigan game here. Uh, Michigan did what they were supposed to against Hawaii, scoring 21 points in the first quarter, 21 in the second, and then sending in all of the backups to finish off a 56-10 to 10 win, which is not covering, unfortunately, for my parlays that they screwed me over on. Um, JJ absolutely won the job. Yeah, it's only against Hawaii, but the job was close. If the job was close coming in that, the, that we're being told, like out of camp, in the, the first couple of weeks have in, of, of games and practices have anything to do with it. It is obvious now who the players, coaches, and fans want to lead this team moving forward. He went 11 of 12 uh, for 229 yards and three touchdowns. It was actually a drop. That was his incomplete pass. It was clean. It felt different. It felt like the missing part of a potentially potential. The last piece of the puzzle was put into place. I would say that on last year's team. I'm still not sure about the defense. I want to see them be tested. But, yes, it, it, I feel like that's kind of where I'm at, too. And, and I don't want to, like, tell you you're wrong. But you know what I'm saying? Like, but you do. <laughs> it feels like <laughs> if this J.J. was there last year, and I, I, I'm okay with being like not giving the reins a true freshman in the, in the moment, and I doubt we get to where we are with J.J. last year. Um, but it, it's time. It is completely it, obvious. The t- it's it about a, the timing. It's a dominant offense ready to go. Yep. And this was it, it is absolutely time to make this happen. The key moment to me was was late in the second half. I think it was 35 nothing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Jim put Kate in in in, in, a, in a drive, three yep. and out. Very next drive they put JJ back in for the last possession of the half. He went down, scored another touchdown. That was it. I mean, it was just it was it, I hate that it was like I had to see Kate, like, Kate struggle. Kate fail. Kate fail in, right. in week one, week two, for me to be okay with this change. But it's so completely obvious now, and I, I feel like I, I, I wasn't a cheering against Kate necessarily, but it was just like how it was all unfolding is just is is a very very difficult decision, and I don't know. What were your guys' thoughts, and then I'll finish up my thoughts here. But I, I mean, I feel bad for Kate. I do. I kept saying that, and I kept telling, being told I was wrong to feel bad for him. And then I started thinking, do should I not feel bad for him? Well, you should still <laughs> feel bad for him. Like the dude is good. I mean, he brought us to a Final Four. Yeah. He was he a big part of that. But he, he literally, he would start for ninety nine percent of the teams in the country. He would, and yeah. so yeah, would. Yeah, I guess you're right. All right, like I'm just happy that Jim made this decision for the better player. Yep. Because Clemson had to do it, Alabama had to do it to win national titles. I mean, Alabama shut down what Jalen Hurts, who we just talked about as being the stud against the Lions, to bring in Tua, who sucks, 
But bring in Tua to win a national championship. Clemson brought in Trevor Lawrence and replaced whatever that dude's yeah, name was who brought him to the final, like to a playoff game, maybe in the national title. Can't remember. Yeah, I think he right? might have lost the national. Another good, right? Another good player. So like, again, he might have actually been the one that had the lead, and the one they switched it to uh, <laughs> from uh, Jalen to Tua. Oh, is that what it <laughs> was? He might, I, he might have been I'm, the quarterback might, at that it point. Might have been Oregon. I don't, so, I don't remember, so the point is though, like I think JJ, like JJ, can win us a national title. I don't know that Cade can do that. Cade I, can get us around. He can win us games. Yep. JJ might, maybe could lose us games. I don't know. He's maybe not as like consistent. But JJ is unbelievable talent wise. Just watch him throw the ball. You get excited. It's look, zinging it. Look, it's not like we lost to Georgia last year because we didn't have JJ in there. I, right. I, I'm not saying that, but I 100% will say we will not win a national championship with Cade. Like you said, maybe I believe that is a fact. Yeah. Well, I think that's the I difference can get on board with that. between Clemson winning and not winning. Like Clemson mm-hmm. having Trevor Lawrence gave them a chance. Alabama still had the best players, mm-hmm. like across the board, right? I mean, yeah. Clemson had yeah. some really nice players. Don't get me wrong, but they had a, they had a game changer at quarterback. We have a game changer at quarterback. We are not going to be able to match up eleven v eleven against Bama, Georgia, these top teams. But if we can get close and then have a quarterback that can make enough plays. Let's go. Having someone as dynamic and as dangerous as J.J. is on offense every game gives so much unknown to an opposing defense. It just opens up so much playmaking that can possibly happen. It opens up everything. It opens up the playbook. It opens up more downfield. It opens up more running backs. It opens up the QB run. It is Unreal, and I don't I want to even just focus on that wrinkle. I feel like everybody's like, "Well, he's the dynamic guy that can actually run." Well, it's he also has a better arm, and we have all these great <laughs> receivers that want the ball, want the ball, like otherwise, see yeah. And even Edwards, like that's his boy, his best friend. I mean, in the backfield, like that's gonna. 100%. I can't wait to see his development in this. I mean, I know Blake Corm's an awesome, but like, watch out for watch out for Edwards, and yeah. because no, they are boys. So now you have another back that's pump, pumped and ready to go. But I really do think the receiver thing is a huge deal because at what point do some of these guys say, "Man, like I'm blowing it here. I can go somewhere else where people are going to throw me the ball." Yeah. And now you got somebody that can throw you the you, ball. You throw. have a very talented offense that nobody really knows about because Our receivers of the way are. We, we just Stacked. did it on the ground. We did it on the ground last year. It was the Haskins and, and Corum show, right? Right, exactly. And, and now it's going to be, are we going to find that number one wide receiver that can be a top, you know, third round pick? Which we, got like we have four no shot of figuring that out that are good, with a guy huh? like Kate in there is, is where I'm at. Like we can, right, we right. can find a guy that, like this, it opens up the offense and I think that that's plenty enough. We don't want to get into the game. It is really, truly about what we've learned from JJ. And look, you can. I, I agree. It's just Hawaii. I'm not gonna like vote him for Heisman or anything like that. I'm not on that boat. Like that, he's the greatest thing of all time or anything like. That. But he did what he should. He have did done. what he should have done, yep. and we saw Cade not do what he should have done. Exactly. We saw Cade struggle against those same players with the starters. Like before they pulled out the starters. I'm not as worried about that one series. That's kind of. I mean, that's tough to say. It's not what, necessary, one but series. It's, it's, it's not just that one series, but it's what we saw last week. What we know from last year. Into 
Cade had we more saw in that than one, one series. series. Well, he had the one. I think the it's the one, one series brutal that, series. Yeah, but then he was brutal. True, for I know. Series, but too. he's pissed and he's mad. And I get that. Tons. Of I pressure. would be too. He's competitive, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's just it, it's there what it is. I, it, I don't think it, anybody can disagree with this decision right now. No. Is he the best backup in college football? Possibly. I, and. I don't even think so. I think so. <laughs> to win a game, like, and you're throwing, I mean, think of some of the dudes we threw in back in the day when we had to win a game. Let's not. Go back to some of those names. John O'Corn. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he almost beat OSU. Uh, all right. <laughs> I mean, all right. So, so, now, so now what? Right? Like, where, where is this team at? Like, where are these fans going to be at? Because I feel like we, what, we, what, the team what is, has happened is, is you reopened up that door for the 50-50 Harbaugh haters, Harbaugh There's lovers. no 50-50. The but, fans and the no, team is behind but JJ. But I am telling you what, as soon as there are losses, as soon as there are turnovers, as soon as there are close games that shouldn't be, yep. if that happens, I'm not saying it's going to, but if that happens, get ready for that train to be coming because people are going to be furious with that decision. You set a, a guy that brought you to the playoffs, a Big Ten championship, first time you guys did that in how many, how many years? You sat him and moved on, and that's your fault. I don't think that it I, – I, I, don't, it's ridiculous. I, I want to just kill that argument now because there will be some bumps. Yeah. We still are dealing with a true sophomore quarterback. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty easy schedule and all of that stuff, but yeah. there will be bumps. He's and I think go we off. just, I'm just so glad that Harbaugh finally made that decision, right? Yep. Like, a lot of people are, are questioning this, the decision. Like, why do that to your, your quarterback that won you a Big Ten, got you to the playoffs? But it's. As like it's a new year. In, inside of it, people that believe in Harbaugh are like, finally, this was the last thing that Harbaugh has never done was make a decision, make a tough decision, hurt the feelings of somebody. <laughs> like that, that's actually a really big deal. Yeah, and I'm is. so it glad is. that it finally happened because I could have seen him going the other way and I would have tried to try to defend that one, but still been pissed that he didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like it would just right. been like all those things. Like I get it, but still he should have done it. And he freaking did I, it and i i, I love I, that i think he made the right call and in the end come after this season you know you it could very well happen where one of these two decide to transfer and wh- which one would you rather have transfer if you had to choose that's a great, you know? that's it, a great point well, Micah. that's a great point yeah. like as much as i believe that jj wouldn't transfer if Cade had the job the entire year that's great in the end, I believe one of them is going to transfer. And who would you rather hang right. on to as far as ceiling goes? Who's got the bigger ceiling? And, and I think you know? it, it kind of plays into a role of, of the, the recruiting side too. Because if you have this run-first offense that we saw all last year that everybody kind of has that mindset hardball – runs he runs that pro style you know what i mean like he's he'd ground and pound and I'm, I'm okay with that at times but when you're trying to get those next top recruits of quarterbacks those next top recruits of wide receivers you need to show the world the country these recruits that Both ways, we are yeah. willing to adjust we want to be dynamic through the air we want to be dynamic on the ground with our quarterback we want to be creative it's not just going to be the ground and pound so when, who, who, what was the quarterback that they this, brought in? Was it this? He was there. This, this Jaden Davis. Jaden Davis is kind of the the guy that we need to go after after we've missed out on a couple other guys' quarterbacks. Yep. Like that's if that's who you're going for, you need to prove that we're willing to make those decisions as as a coaching staff. We want the best guy to be out there, right? And and be not be getting past 
with with the OSU's of the world, yeah. the, those other it, dynamic offenses that get NFL people to get more intrigued. The the timing couldn't be more perfect and more head turning for recruits like Dante Moore out of Detroit. Uh, I think Martin Luther King okay. and C, uh, C J Carr, like Notre Dame and. Oregon, it just looks like they're in shambles. That's a great it, point. You know, I didn't even think of that. These are, these are good, flippable type moments for recruits like that. The last point, I just think that the team, I mean, I, I mean, we've all been in a locker room of some sort. Like the team is JJ. Yeah, I know that. You know, Kate Kate's was a cat, captain, and, and he might be a great human and a great. But you, when you know when something special's there, and, and they know, you want somebody special. Play. They know. They know. I, I kind of want to touch on um, just like big plays from the game, right? right. Yeah, yeah. So wide receiver wise, some of the the long catches on the day, um, again, probably more due to JJ than anybody else because he only threw the ball twelve times. But Ronnie Bell, thirty-one yard long play. Um, Johnson, 54, Bredesen, 56, uh, Wilson, 42, 33 for Edwards, uh, Eric All with 10, uh, Loveland with 10. Like these guys, <clears throat> they're making plays downfield. Yeah, it's, it's downfield. I know it's, yeah. I know it's Hawaii, but you need those big plays. Um, and you need people so, to know that you can do it. Yeah, you throw the ball 12 times. Yeah. And he you, can sling and it. You, and you rack up 229 yards. Good luck against that. When he's got a chance to throw the ball twenty five times. Yep. Um, and and going downfield, I think is a great point. And you kind of bring that back run. to to the Lions conversation. It's like Goff, like his, his air yards are the, are the biggest question. It's like if you bring in someone that the league knows you can throw downfield, they have to worry about that. Yeah, you play We're on your heels that way. Now moving know? from Cade to JJ, not only can he throw the ball way harder, way farther, way more. We'll see how accurate he can be, but. You have to worry about that now, and that opens up everything else underneath. And I, I'm just—I cannot wait to see the way that this offense develops. I do want to go through some quick quotes, and then we'll kind of uh, hopefully it's up in the lines. Move, move, yeah, yeah, right. He's at the lines next go uh, after the game. Jim Jim did what everyone thought uh, he was afraid to do. Uh, I should—I should have read this earlier, but uh, he basically said JJ had a near flawless performance, 11 for 12, um, and then one was dropped. That was tough. Uh, that's tough to do any day of the week in practice. Uh, he said, I thought he had a great game. He's playing really well. Uh, we'll start JJ next week by merit. He earned it. That's by performance. That's by merit. And I think that's great to see. I, I, now that we know that, that it's by merit, by it's by, by it's, that it's by performance. You can't question it nearly as much as I think if he walked into day one, and JJ's a starter, that looks way worse than what it does in this scenario right now. Yeah, you know, that that's going to speak to the aforementioned fans that are going to be, you know, down your throats if, if they take on a loss or two and, and don't make it to that Big Ten title game. You're, you're going to go, you know what? At this point in the year, you cannot tell me that we're going to stick with Cade and not go with – or. Stick with Kate and not go with JJ. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's eye test. It's so easy to see right now. Yep. I can't wait to see how it develops. Let's hope he stays healthy. From the Red Wings to Michigan State, we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports.
Michigan State took care of business, putting a beat down on Akron, fifty-two to nothing, behind a nearly uh, behind nearly a five hundred yard performance and four fumble recoveries. Uh, two by back-to-back Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week, Jacoby Windham, uh, Windman. Sorry, uh, they really took advantage of short fields and piled on uh, in third down in the third quarter when they scored 28 points to extend a 24-0 lead to 52-0, where the game ended. Uh, even with the 52 points, I think something still. Doesn't seem right with Peyton Thorne. I think that's a, a concern heading into this Washington game. Uh, he went 18 to 28 for 212 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Noah Kim uh, had to come in while Thorne was being evaluated for an injury uh, and had the only touchdown pass to Trey Mosley. Reed had six catches for 76 yards, but left the game uh, a little before halftime after he went down hard on his back and didn't come back uh, to the sideline. Um, on the ground, Jalen Berger. Uh, led the way with 17 carries, 107 yards, and three touchdowns. But Broussard uh, had an additional 81 yards on not 51 carries. I doubt that that was the case. Uh, it was probably like 15 carries is my guess in uh, two touchdowns. Uh, the blowout allowed Michigan State to uh, distribute the ball on the ground giving Collins eight carries, uh, which yielded 57 yards and a touchdown. Hauser had a carry and Simmons, too. Uh, this running game is really really important for this offense to um, get back to where they were last year. Um, if there's Like I said, there's something off. I can't put my finger on it. But the, as soon as this, this running game continues to build and continues to be a threat, they're going to get that passing game figured out. Uh, I don't know, what were you guys' thoughts on, on, on the way that game went? Because I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, this game, like, yeah, 52 nothing, blah, blah, blah. Ah, there's a lot lot to be concerned. I, I'm not impressed, even with the poor uh, opponents that, that Michigan State's been playing. I, I'd love to know your guys' thoughts. If, am I looking at this through maize and blue glasses, or, or is it mm, fair? No, I, I, I think it's fair. I think when you – when you look at the final score of this game and then you look at the final score of Michigan's game, you would think, man, MSU is wildly dominant and that Michigan's got some holes. If, if you actually go and watch those games, watch the first quarter, you watch the first half, you kind of give, you kind of think deeply about like what you think of each team's first half. I will tell you right now, there is a night and day difference between these two teams and that final score doesn't indicate what had happened in that game because I I, I watched the MSU game and I was I was concerned you, in the first half you're only up that much on a team like Akron mm-hmm. and and it, honestly the, their quarterback was moving the ball extremely well before he got hurt too so yeah. I think that's something that people are missing here is yeah you started dealing with the backup quarterback at Akron and before that it was it, it was interesting and. and I mean, they're creating turnovers. You can't. You don't want to fault a team for creating turnovers. No, but I'm not. But when you get into this that. gauntlet of the schedule, those turnovers are going to become less and less available for you. And you need this offense to be clicking fully for them to be truly contenders in, in this right. this upcoming schedule. It was fifty-two. Did you watch it to nothing? Did you watch it? I understand. I watched about one quarter. Or the second quarter with my nephew. So the second quarter, which they didn't look outstanding. I'm not saying they did, but 52 to nothing. Look, 52 to nothing against anybody is is impressive. 
But when you get like, into they're how, not no joke. I mean, Nebraska into, lost to mother effing Georgia Southern. Are we comparing Michigan State no. to, to? I'm just saying. Nebraska, like, are we comparing Michigan State to last year's Michigan State that won 11? I games? don't know what we're comparing. That's them what I'm to. trying to figure out. I think it's a three team race between Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. Yeah. Do you have another? I don't so, think I, team. From what I've seen, I don't. I, I think Ohio State is good. I think Michigan is good. We will learn if they're going to be great. I don't know that Michigan State's good. I don't I, know that Penn State's good. They're definitely better than any other team I've watched in the Big Ten by far. I'm not comparing it to anybody else in the Big Ten. And I'm I comparing it to Michigan State last year. And something is off in this team compared to last year's team. Is because what, of, is basically because of week at. one? No, because of the week one and week two. And when you watch the whole game, you can see that something's off. I only watched one quarter, so maybe I'll have to go back and watch the rest of the game, but it's 52 to nothing. Yeah, but when you're starting quarterback, what, how, what was the, the stats? I already read them, but it wasn't pretty. So he had he was 8 of 18, or 18 of 28 for 212 yards and no touchdown. Is that comfortable? He threw the ball 28 times and only had 212 yards against Akron. That I think is concerning. He looks bad. He Those are looks Cade numbers. Off. And he and it, look as good as his K- offensive hey, Cade line. Cade won a Big Ten championship as as this, and brought as, us to the final four. As good as this offensive line looks with the running game, and the, I think what they're doing, like the the Berger uh, Broussard combination, I think they're doing everything that they can to replace Kenneth Walker, and I, I think it's great. But that offensive line in pass defense or pa- pa- like pass protection as Still one of the worst. I, I really believe that. Listen, there, it is not good. There, there's only a two spot difference between Hawaii and Akron in ESPN's FPI. Trust okay. me, Hawaii so, is the worst team yes, in the entire country ever. I understand. You're still in the bottom feeder section with Akron, and when you're not up a wildly dominant number like that with four but, turnovers, like you, you have. You're starting offense out there, and you're starting defense up against an Akron team. I've heard many state fans say the same thing. Like, this is – it's yeah, it feels good to beat a team 52 nothing, but, man, it is not comfortable heading into what we're going to be heading into here soon. So, especially with the injuries, I mean, you got snow obviously out for the season, still questions around uh, Xavier Henderson injury, and then add Jaden Reed to this list. Tucker said Jaden Reed is sore, but will be ready when he feels ready. How comfortable do you feel with your really only proven wide receiver? I, I really like Trey Mosley. I'm, I'm going I'm to throw that out there right now. I like what he does, but without Jaden Reed, you may got Trey, Trey Mosley as your, as your number one. That's scary, especially with the way that this quarterback's throwing the ball. You're going into Washington, then you're hosting Minnesota at Maryland against Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Michigan. All in that gauntlet. This is not a good time for them, and they're going to prove it. They're going to. They're going to either. It's either. Either my concerns will come to fruition, and it, they struggle here in this this next five to six games, or they say, "Hey, we're still the same old Spartans. We're ready to fight anybody. We're going to win the majority of these games. We're not going to roll over." And not get I mean, blown out I like mean, they did against Ohio State last year. You're only sitting there like getting all fired up about what Thorne's doing, but the rushing game was still good. No, I, I agree. Right? I mean, you got 101, 107 well, yards, 81 yards, times. 57 yards. He's throwing the ball 28 times, and he only has 212 yards. Why do you think that that's okay? I, I don't know. I mean, can we look back at our stats last year? Yeah, when Cade's throwing 12 times and throw and go 
going for 212 yards. I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm saying they're a good football team. We got to be ready for them. I I think I am not. That is not an easy game for us. No, I'm not saying it's going to be. I'm just saying. I mean, that is. Look, I'm not comparing this to Michigan, Michigan State. I'm not comparing this to Michigan State against the rest of the Big Ten. I'm comparing this Michigan State team that just won 11 games, gave their coach $12 million a year or $10 million a year. That's what I'm focused on here. And what I'm seeing, I think they're very, very vulnerable. I hope for Michigan State's perspective and, and really the Big Ten in general because the Big Ten looks freaking awful right now. I hope that we have another good team in here, and they don't let us down because this could it could get ugly quickly. Is is where I'm at, and based on what I've seen, I would lean towards it getting ugly rather than being okay. Listen, right. I, I I think that what we've seen out of Peyton Thorne last year, it's very disappointing thus far against different. such teams. Fifty percent right. easily, like dude. It, I, 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 I'm not disagreeing. With I it. have plenty of Spartan friends that are saying they are actually. At this point, now through this Akron game, are like, oh, he doesn't look as good as he did last year. Yeah, so I think we got to move past the game. Yeah. I think we got to move past week one and focus on what's upcoming because the, you got to be very careful here. Uh, this upcoming matchup against Washington doesn't feel as as necessarily big as when they, they went into Miami last year, but it feels like the, this is their first true test, and it is very obvious that that's what it is. And it is never easy traveling that far facing a Power 5 school ready to play some ball. Seemingly, and that is that going to be tough. Uh, this, and, and look, they have uh, former uh, Indiana OC at, uh, back in 2019, Kalen DeBoer. He's now their head coach. He brought in Indiana's quarterback back then was Michael Penix Jr. Um, they have this offense humming uh, with 45 points scored in week one against Kent State and 52 points against Portland State. I mean, look, I didn't watch these games. So similar to Michigan State. On paper, but at the same time, I saw it to be different with Michigan State. Um, uh, where to, they have 1,142 total yards, 5.7.56 uh, yards per play, uh, and 13 offensive touchdowns. Penix was 5 of 1 in his starts in 2019 and 5 and 1 in 2020 as the starting quarterback. Uh, he has a couple weapons through the air, Jalen McKillen. Uh, who had nine catches for 214 yards and three touchdowns through two games, and Giles Jackson, who had uh, six catches for 105 yards last week, along with Dante Cephas, uh, has 10 catches for 115 yards uh, so far this season. Is that Quintez's brother? No, it's not. I looked at it. It's actually spelled differently, too, but I had to double-check it. Oh, but it's okay. not. Sorry. Um, but look, look, Washington hasn't played anybody great. I get that. But they also are number three in total defense, right? And number 12 in total offense. Or do I have that backwards? I might have that. I knew I should have put that in there. I'm not sure exactly which one. Um, 12 overall ranked defense. Sorry. So it's number three overall ranked offense, number 12 overall ranked defense. So, look, they're ready to fight. This is going to be a very, very interesting game. If Michigan State goes in and wins, I think you got to hang your hat on that type of win. And it's not a, well, it's just Washington that you went out and beat because Washington's not that good. It's a new coach, blah, blah, blah. This is this is a show-me game. It's still a big win. Yeah, it is a, a huge good, game. It's, it's a huge big. win, in my opinion. Yep. I think this is a, this is the type of win that will answer a lot of questions, in, in my opinion, of, yeah, I agree. of what Michigan State is. Um, I think this time next week we're going to be a lot closer to knowing if this MSU's defense will be their Achilles heel again like they were last year 
or is it like going to be good enough to contend with the people that you said? You said it's a three-man race. I think we'll know by, by the end of next week if it is a three-man race or if Michigan State isn't nowhere near. Could, could they upset Michigan? Yeah. Could they upset Ohio State? Rivalry games Possibly. no matter what, yeah. But they could also go out and lose to Minnesota. They could go out and lose to Penn State. They could lose to Wisconsin. Like That's where I'm more concerned that I still feel like it, the bottom could fall out just as easily as they could contend. That's where I'm at, if that makes sense. It does, because I don't know that we feel that with Michigan. And we might be wrong. I don't know that the bottom falls out. With it's Michigan. a completely different schedule. Like, R- right? True. That's I mean, a good it point. really good is. Point. Because Michigan doesn't play Minnesota. They don't right. play um, Wisconsin. So they're. Like, we finally got a break on the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the out of conference is an absolute joke, but then you look at. at the like in-conference games. worked out in their favor, I would say, this year for Michigan. It's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to um, come right down to the end. Yeah, I mean, talking about the defense here, uh, again, not against high talent, but they have the 12th overall uh, ranked defense and have allowed only 471 yards, 235 per game, uh, two total touchdowns against, and a 3.96 yards per play. They're stout. I say keep an eye on uh, Braylon Trice. He, he looks, seems to live in the backfield. He's the guy that can really put some tests on this uh, Michigan's offensive line that I think could be um, still there, still a, a questionable, questionable team. But I mean, just looking at the gauntlet here, you got Washington, Minnesota, the Maryland one, whatever. We'll we'll see here very soon if they're going to be any good. But then you got Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan. Man, it could it could hit quick, or they could really put some big numbers out there and 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 be a contender. Are you kidding me with Minnesota right now? Well, they're number one in both offense and defense. Are you freaking kidding <laughs> Against me? Against bad teams. Again, uh, I'll say it. Right, but everyone's been playing bad teams the first couple weeks, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, moving on from Michigan State, we're going to talk just, just some college football. Again, I had to throw some music in here. I want to keep this somewhat quick as much as we can. Start with Nebraska. They lost to on. Uh, Northwestern week one, 31-28, beat North Dakota State – or, sorry, North Dakota 38-17. And last week they lost to Georgia Southern 45-42. Scott Frost has since been fired. Worst college football hire since Charlie Weiss? Is that a, is that a fair question? Is that a good comparison? Oh, I think it's – yeah. Worse he, almost? Oh, it's worse. Yeah. You kidding me? So I did find some some interesting numbers here. Uh, his buyout was going to drop from fifteen million dollars to seven point five million dollars on October first, but they said it's yeah, worth it. Let's do it now. <laughs> let's do it a couple weeks early and, oh, and pay you man. double. Yeah, Ouch! Make a statement, you know. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, they're now paying Scott Frost seventeen million dollars, Bo Pelini six point five four million dollars, Mike Riley six point two million dollars, and Bill Callahan three point one three. Once you add it up, all the buyouts paid to the basketball coaches and other uh, staff, Nebraska's easily passes the fifty million dollar mark in buyout money alone. They got Kansas State head coach uh, Lance Leipel, Le- 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 Kansas State Chris Clayman, Iowa State Matt Campbell. Uh, Mickey Joseph are all um, part of the conversation. Who's who's going to be the interim head coach? Do you have any like surprise guys that you're like keep an eye on? Like, skew up the Urban Meyer rumors, uh, right? Like, just gonna is, say but I don't think like I think he's waiting for another our next our next guy to you know what uh. <laughs> s the bed, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. The one that came to mind was Matt Rule. 
I brought him up. If it fails in Carolina, will he come back to college? Is the Big Ten a good fit? I don't know all of those details. I don't right. know his ins and outs, like where he comes from, all that stuff. But that one's interesting to me. Johnny, you were about to say something. Sorry. Was, was he in Oregon, Matt Rule? I, 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 I think so. No, he wasn't. Oh, he was at Baylor. Baylor, Baylor. yeah, Baylor. Yeah, okay. Yep. So uh, I, I guess the only thing I have to take away from this topic, <clears throat> Nebraska, that is is maybe the price of corn has gone up and the corn huskers <laughs> can afford a $50 yeah. million dollar buyout. <laughs> Usually it's like the oil or the people that are Holy like, oh, I got plenty of money. Cow. Is what's, corn that valuable? Yeah, I don't know. But what's what's left of that university? You know, Are they raising meal plans <laughs> or something for the freshman dorm rooms? I don't oh, know. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so a name that's interesting to me is uh, actually Jim Knowles, the D.C. for Ohio State right now. He was at... Oklahoma State, kind of over in that part of the country there. Maybe he wants to return there, cement his legacy over in that central part of America. I don't know. What about Gaddis? <laughs> I don't know. He seems like a crybaby. I well. think he'll stay where he's at in South Beach. <laughs> did you see uh, Sue said he wanted to come I on did see that. <laughs> I was like, eh, no. What's he just going to do, threaten everybody? <laughs> so he's going to stomp on them? They're going to be like, all right, you win. They might need that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next topic here, quick, was Marshall. They went into South Bend and were paid $1.25 million to beat the Irish 26-21. They were 20-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, went into the year saying, I wanted to see it to believe it with Marcus Freeman. Here they are. He's 0-3. Look, what he's doing in recruiting is impressive. But, man, is it a concern for Notre Dame fan? I texted my... One of my few Notre Dame fans. Actually, oh, shoot, I should have texted Justin. But I text Colin. No response. Oof. I don't know if he's still alive. I'm a little, he might have a bottle in one hand, Bible in the other, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's too early for that or not. But Jam on one hand, pickle like, juice in the other. If you were a Notre Dame fan, would you be a little nervous yet? A little bit. Yeah? I mean, Marshall. Ooh. Marshall. Well, do they go 0-4 under him? Who do they got this week? I don't know, and it doesn't matter. Yes. Like I'm going to take Notre Dame minus a million this week. I think they're going to destroy whoever they have. I don't know who it's going to be, but they but they also lost their quarterback, so I guess I should be a little nervous about that one. But it might be a blessing for what? He to was lose your terrible. Yeah. I anyway. thought. All right, Texas A and M also paid a good price here. Uh, this one was to App State. They paid $1.5 <laughs> million to come to College Station and beat the number six ranked Aggies 17 to 14. They were SEC strong, baby. They're 18 and a half point favorite and didn't even score 18 and a half points. A couple absurd numbers that I want to pull up here. Uh, App State had 22 first downs to the Aggies' nine first downs. Nine. That is terrible. And had the ball for 41 minutes and 29 seconds to the Aggies, 18 minutes and 31. Absolutely controlled the ball. Aggies uh, brought in eight five-stars, 24 stars, and had the highest recruiting class in 2022. Uh, also had the ninth-rated recruiting class in 2021 and the sixth-rated in 2020. Is this just a, a complete fluke or... Should Jimbo be a little concerned? Transfer button. Transfer yeah, button. Honestly, transfer right? button. I'm sure Mel Tucker's on the phone with all these guys. Hey, what's, what's <laughs> right. going on right. over there? Yeah. You sure you want to be part of that one? Let me know. It's certainly not a good look for Jimbo. Not at all. That's bad. At this point, why does anybody play App State? How can they even fill their schedule? 
Right. I would. That is the <laughs> last. Like Michigan. Here we are. Yep, Michigan fans. We yeah. know. Yeah, we've been but there. We can still talk about it. Man, if I, <laughs> I would be furious if I was Jim Moby. Like, why are you bringing in this school? I don't know if it's right. his choice or not. But holy smokes, never bring in App State uh, to play. Uh, good matchup here. We got if, Texas. If, if, oh, if they went out, they're gonna be right there, dude. They went out there in the playoff. Hundred percent. Congrats to App State. College game day is going there this weekend for the first time ever. Are they really? really? That's (laughs) awesome. That just tells you that there's no good matchups this week, I'm sure. Right. Um, Good matchup. Texas against Alabama. Alabama ended up winning 20-19 on a Bryce Young-led drive for a game-winning 33-yard field goal. It was just a really good game. You had the missed 20-yard field goal um, from Texas. And in the first half, you had the roughing the passer safety. Just a wild game. So bad. The roughing the passer. I wish I would. I wish I would have had this queued up to show that. Did you see that, John? The roughing the passer. I did not. It was the worst call I have ever seen since the Lions didn't face mask Aaron Rodgers. It was embarrassing. It was uh, the worst call I've ever seen in the end zone. So, so what happened was in the end zone, Bryce Young gets sacked. Completely down. He throws the ball away. I think I don't know if he got the ball off or not, honestly. Would it have been for a safety, right? It would have been okay. for a safety. Okay. But the third the second guy came in and ran into Bryce Young's legs, which were over his head, and kind of like bumped into his legs, not a head or anything like that. And they called roughing the passer and picked it up and it was look, that was a ten ten game at the time, Did- I think. Were you able to confirm who they called roughing the passer It was on number zero. On? It number was zero. on zero? Yeah, I double-checked that one. Unbelievable. It was a disaster of a call. And here we are. Like, this was Alabama surviving, which sucks because everybody wants to see Alabama, the end of Alabama, other than Alabama fans. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Dude, they, they and, lost and here they the are. game. They, they, they should have. And they got away with it. Yep. They're going to... St- Probably lose a game later on, still make the college football playoff because they're going to overrate Texas and it's not going to look that bad. It's fine. And George is going to steamroll them. Trav just played the play. Oh, my gosh. Terrible. (laughs) That was embarrassing. Touched him on the spike of his cleat. Like, he didn't – I don't know. Not only that, I think he was, like, trying to avoid him and then hit, like, his leg. Yeah. Like, the dude that was coming in hot – yeah, it was number Everyone's zero. all like, oh, like he came late. No, he was trying to dodge <laughs> the dude and wiped his legs out on accident. Absolutely insane. I thought it was on the guy that like threw the guy like threw Bryce Young. Threw him up I thought and maybe that's body. what they called. Right. But it wasn't. It was the third guy into the play that barely even touched. Okay, so you were watching it. So what did they call? Roughing the passer. Nothing else. Targeting. No, it was targeting. It was targeting call. Did they? Did, yep. he, did he get tossed? I, I don't recall. All right. Did no intentional grounding? No intentional grounding. So. And he wasn't down before that ball came out while he was like already on the ball. They, so, I, I so, think they ruled him down, but then they ruled targeting. Okay. Okay. So, so he was down safety, but the penalty. Yeah. Because otherwise it's intentional grounding. Which is in the end zone, which is a safety. safety. Yeah. Like there, <laughs> what was of course, that? Of course, Alabama gets this call, right? Oh my god, just sucks. Uh, sorry, you had a week where uh, number one escaped. Uh, you had number six, number eight, number nine, number twelve, and number seventeen all lose. Pretty big shakeup, uh, but still the same top for the odds. You got Alabama plus two hundred, Georgia plus two ten, Ohio State plus two ninety, USC and Clemson plus twelve hundred, <laughs> Michigan plus two thousand, Michigan State plus twelve thousand. 
Why I mean, is USC It's still in there? the same. It's still the same teams. Nothing changed, even with this crazy of a week. And it's just, it's <laughs> going to be the exact same thing that we're, we're, we're we, we could have wrote this down in, in pen. What this Final Four is going to be, what this is going to look like. It, it's so what obvious. It, what is your Final Four? Well, I think Alabama and Georgia are both going to be there. I don't think there's yeah. any question about that. And then it's going to be either Michigan or Ohio State. And then we'll see. I think the fourth is, is a little bit of a question here. I'm, I'm not going to, like, write my shit because I don't think Clemson could do it. I don't think USC is going to go undefeated. So I, I just don't it's, – it's how it plays out, I guess, I at like this point. I like USC. But I don't think they're going undefeated. Yeah. No, I'm with you. All right. And then Heisman odds, you got Stroud, plus 260. Caleb Williams, plus 320. Young, plus 340. Stetson Bennett jumping into the this conversation here at plus 1,400. Will Anderson, 2,200. Dylan Gabriel, 2,800. And at 3,000, plus 3,000, J.J. McCarthy. Better uh, odds Those odds have changed, sir. Have they? Are you kidding me? What does it know? Bryce J. J. Young, plus 300. Caleb Williams, plus 300. C.J. Stroud, plus 300. J.J., 2,000. <laughs> Holy smokes, that's changed quite a bit. I, I got these from DraftKings today. What is that, FanDuel? Motor yeah, City, actually. What's well, FanDuel, yeah. FanDuel, FanDuel okay. and Motor City. Better get on that DraftKings bet right now. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I ain't betting on, on, on JJ. Why? I just don't think it's. I just don't think it's possible. And I don't want. I don't want to have money involved. I don't want to have money involved. But all right, we're gonna get into our picks of the week. But before we do, let's get into our. Let's explain what betting hero is. So if you're interested in FanDuel's odds, sign up for FanDuel. If you're interested in DraftKings odds, sign up for DraftKings. But before you do that. Go to bettinghero.com, promo code state of, or MIBets. Is that what it is? MIBets. And what that does is it plays the best like free money out there, basically. There's free money getting thrown around in these all these programs, so just sign up for them. You get this free bets, and uh, who's going to have the better odds for what bet you want to do? Obviously, if you want to put money on JJ, go on the DraftKings and do it because that would give you more money. That's what I love about having a promo code. Over under four and a half different accounts of sports betting on my phone. Yeah, I have a problem. But I, I explore the bets, man. I explore the odds. Which one's going to give me what I want? That's that's what matters the most. But um, betting our picks. That's what betting hero does for us. Last week I went three and three for a six and eleven overall record. Ryan three and three, eleven and six overall. Uh, John two and four, eight and nine. That was, that, that was that Texas Heat got the best of me yeah. making them picks. Micah went three and three for a nine and eight overall record. Kyle's jumping in, so he he was not happy with me that he didn't do the picks. So I gave him the the meat like right in the middle of our pit of our first two two weeks. Then he went out and made some picks and went six and zero. Oh. No so way. he has eleven and six overall record. Um, but we're gonna. I, I gotta get some music here. And we're doing NFL first. Yeah, we're doing NFL. So we're going to start with our NFL picks. Uh, Trav, jump in and, and give us your picks too, all right? I'm going to ask you, so be ready. All right. So Thursday night football, we got the Chargers at the Chiefs. Two of the, I would say, favorites, right? Super Bowl favorites. This is a big oh, Thursday yeah. night matchup. It's the That's first one game. with Herb Street and Al Michaels together. I'm kind of excited about that. I hope I can sit down and watch this the way I'm supposed to. Don't you know? forget it. It's no. on Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. Yep. We will not be watching it then. No, you don't have Amazon Prime? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just anti that crap. 
Just what, happened streaming? in the old days where you could just Good watch for you. it on anything. Good for you. Um, so you want to come over and watch it? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the Chiefs minus three and a half. Yeah? All right. And uh, your Amazon account. <laughs> Ryan is taking the Chiefs. <laughs> Kyle's taking the Chiefs. John, what are you doing? Chiefs. Wow, I'm very surprised by this. Micah? Chargers. I'm right there, man. I'm taking the Chargers yep. as well. Like, I think the Chiefs look better last week than the Chargers, but I also think the Chargers are gearing up for this. What's going on it's over there? It's another week. We got some noises going on in the background. Well, right. they're, they're still brewing beer <laughs> up here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sunday Night Football. Busy. Sunday Night Football, we got the Bears at the Packers. Uh, Packers, 10-point favorite. Ryan's taking the Packers. Kyle's taking the Bears. John, what about you? I'm going with the Packers, but that was a tough one. That was the last one for me to fill out. I went through the whole list. All right, come on, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Rodgers! Trav, what are you doing? Packers. Bears suck. (laughs) Micah? Yeah, I think Packers make a, a difference in week two, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be stupid to not take the Packers. So I'm going to take the Packers. The Bears. <laughs> I'm going to take the Packers. <laughs> if I'm going to take the Lions later, I'm going to take the Packers, you know. <laughs> Trev, you said, who would you say? You'd say it's the Packers? Packers. So that's a clean sweep for the Packers. It. Kyle's going Bears, though. That's that's the one that's a little different there. We're all trying to play catch up with Kyle. Yeah, right no now. kidding. Yeah, right. Uh, well, he's tied with Ryan for the lead. So, all right, no. moving on to the Commanders at the Lions. The Lions are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Is this the first time the Lions have been favorite in like 17 years? I don't know. You should have that stat, though. I should. Man, that's crazy. I'm I'm excited that they're favorites. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. but I'm going to say it's a good thing. I'm going with the Lions. Lions? Trab? Lions win by one. Commanders. Oh. I don't know if I like that. Ryan's taking the Lions. Kyle's taking the Lions. What are you doing, Micah? Give me the Lions. Don't let me down. I feel like I should take the Commanders just to be like, so I'd be happy either way. What? Even though I won't be happy either way, I'm taking the Lions. We're gonna Lions win, win this game by ten. We're gonna win by Stop one. We're gonna win by what ten. You're taking. We're gonna win by ten. You alright with that? Ten points. Nope, we're not doing the picks in. We're doing. He's already in. <laughs> draft mode. Yeah, mock draft if the mode. Lions lose, if we're wait. doing mock draft 3.0 or 1.0. Or, or if the Rams oh, lose. Boy. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Rams. Yeah, pretty tough losing. All right. Moving into college, we got number 22, Penn State at Auburn. Very interesting matchup here. Penn State on the road, minus three. What are you doing, John? Give me Auburn. Trav. Penn State. Micah? Penn State, unfortunately. No. 100% Auburn's going to win this game outright. James Franklin sucks. Prove me wrong. I would love that. I hate Penn State. Me too. I just think that... That look, rhymes. It would be really, ba- it would be really bad for the Big Ten if they go out and lose this game. Big Ten's looking... Terrible. Terrible. They need this win, but they're not going to get it. Moving on to BYU, number 12 at number 25, Oregon. Oregon, three-and-a-half point favorite. Ryan's taking BYU. Kyle's taking BYU. Trav, how are you feeling on this one? Take those ducks, baby. Quack, Oregon. quack, 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 quack. Take John. those Mormons. 
I'm also going Oregon. This is my chance to get at Kyle and Ryan if they happen to win this one. I'm probably out for the year, but <laughs> coming guns Dude, a look at me. I'm 6-11. and 11. It's brutal. My God. BYU is going smash mode, baby. Uh-oh. I'm going Oregon. They need they need this win. I don't think Oregon's that good. Ducks or sorry, B- I don't think BYU together, is that good. Right? Ducks All right. Fly together. Texas A&M needs a nice bounce back. They're playing number 13, Miami at home. Uh, five and a half point favorites for Texas A&M. Ryan's going A&M. Kyle's going Miami. Trav, what's what's your take on this game? A&M. Nice bounce back. I think they went out. You think so? What? That'd be nuts. Go John. Un- go undefeated in the SEC and just ruin either Alabama or Georgia's parade, right? Just watch it. That'd be interesting. I'm going Texas A&M. It's a tough place to play. And they, Not for App State. They got to be hungry. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> they got to they be hungry. Zing. They got to be hungry. All right. My God. Give me speed in space. Oh, you're going Miami. Give me Miami. The U. I'm going A&M. I think they absolutely destroy Miami. Moving on to our Michigan Michigan State picks. We got Michigan minus 46 and a half at home against UConn. Kyle's going Michigan. Ryan's going Michigan. Trav, 46 and a half. Too many? No. Michigan. John. AJ. Too many. They win by 39. So UConn. UConn, baby. JJ. JJ JJ. Well, they'll be up by they'll be up by thirty five at half and pull them. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm taking Michigan. Oh man, yeah. You're taking Michigan, Micah. Yeah. Oh, that's not enough points. Oh boy. Sorry, boys. I could I could get one here on the field here, huh? You could, or you could go down on the field. It's like ace in a par three. That sounded bad. Go down on the field. No, don't do that. Um. Anyways, MSU is going into Washington. They are a three-point underdog. This one flipped. Preseason had Michigan, three, Michigan State, a three-point favorite. It has all of a sudden flipped based on what they've seen, which I guess I see it and Trav doesn't, and Vegas sees the way I see it. It is hilarious <laughs> Anyways. how Vegas, like, uh-huh. number 11 in the country versus unranked. And Vegas is like, yeah, Give we it don't care. Team. We got our own ranks. So you're taking MSU? Taking State. John? Michigan State, they win by probably 17. Micah? Washington for sure. I'm taking Washington. I just I just don't see it right so now. The minus I'm three makes me a little nervous. I feel like this is going to be like a three point win for Washington. I think it's going to be a push, but I'm going to take Washington. What happens in the instance of a push? Do we all get like we half both a get point? wins? So it just makes us look better than oh, Washington right. sucks. No, they don't. Okay. So go state in this game. They're winning big. They're they're winning big, but. What, how many? What did, yeah, how many how points many? are you giving him? I said seventeen. I, I was gonna say. 11. I'll take seventeen. Wait, I'm not doing no boots. Big? No boots. Eleven's big. On the what? road, I'll give you eleven. I ain't doing no boot, but uh, give me eleven. <laughs> or give a me shoe? ten. Give me ten. I'll give you a shoe. Three. I'll give you the spread for a beer. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> Holy. That around tonight, baby. Dirt. I'm gonna feel dirty cheering for him. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna bet against them hard just because I do that every week. You're wearing their color. My thing. That's what I do. Broncos, baby. Oh. 
drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. Jeez, like, what are you going to do? Like, get a great night's sleep because you're going to skip out on the last three minutes of the show? Yeah, I got to get home. I got to get my beauty sleep. <laughs> beauty sleep. <laughs> we don't know sleep. that. Uh, all right, well, what we're drinking today, tell everybody what we're drinking real quick, Mike, and we'll all give it our, our grades. Drinking good old Juicio Ball, 5.6%, 45 IBUs. It's their ice cream truck classic in a glass. This creamsicle IPA boasts a tropical fruit, pineapple, orange, and vanilla aroma, leading to a smooth, full body, citrus, mm. and slightly oh. sweet flavor. Packed with galaxy and mandarina Bavaria hops, it also contains wheat and wheat. lactose. Wheat. 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 What do you think about this one, Trap? I like it. Yeah. What do you think? It's a cool story. <laughs> no, it's a little, <laughs> no, is it a little too sweet for you? Or yeah, is it, is a little, it little sweet, little sweet? But, I, but I like it. Like, it's a nice taster. I don't know if I'd do it all night long. Yeah. Well, we like know it. that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... Uh, Six point eight. Six eight. If it was six nine, you could go with it all night long. <laughs> John, what do you think? It's a breakfast beer. I could crack one of them open at nine o'clock and not feel guilty about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That's a good point. You got bacon, you That's got a good eggs. point. Yeah. Sausage and like mimosa in a glass. Um, that is a good dude, point. That's not a bad idea. If Probably. I opened it at breakfast, it might be like an eight nine. <laughs> <laughs> you Let's know go. Like drink. it kind of regrouped there. Yeah, drink. <laughs> drink. Trail's all pumped. He's yeah. going six nine now. I'm all, all excited. <laughs> give, give, me, give me that at breakfast. Drink two of those with a half a pound of crispy bacon and maybe four oh. over over uh, over easy eggs. Ooh. I might try that on Saturday morning. Oh, I on the get away with it. Get the blackstone going. I could probably follow oh, that yeah. up with a good solid twelve to fourteen bush lights to finish <laughs> out the day. Yeah. Oh man, it's a good starter beer. Sleeping by four John, p.m. Love it. Price. Yeah, seven four, seven, seven four. four. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, Jesus, a breakfast yeah. beer. It's yeah. higher than that. <laughs> this has got to be one of the most underrated beers. In my opinion, here at Dops, you got Standalicious out there. You got Shadow Box. You got Double Hutch. And like you said, we always forget about this beer as long as it's on tap. This is a freaking phenomenal beer. It is. We it fits what people like. We could have drank four more pitchers tonight had we done a uh, Red Wings uh, season preview episode. You want to do a season preview? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trev, you can say a little longer. We're going uh, go to go back to the I will Wings. come back for the Red Wings <laughs> preview for sure. Oh, can I write that down? With yes, a Howie's Pizza? I will be there for that. With well, a, yeah. a Howie's Pizza? Went to pre-order that. Hopefully that's here. Hopefully it's a DeHops episode. Is yes. That, who's at the door? Howie's? I will be. No, I will. <laughs> that would be here. classic. There was some guy that pulled up on a bicycle. I'm not gonna lie. Like happened oh, yeah. at the beginning of the show, and I was like, "Man, what's this guy?" When doing? I was setting up, I, I had like I three will or four be here for the Red Wings uh, like, preview. Is it open? I'm like, oh, sorry. You what? I will be here for the Red Wings preview. Perfect. Mark Can't wait to do it. I hope you wrote that down. Oh, I'm gonna hold him to it. You know I will. Yeah. Can't wait. The funny thing is, is Red the Red Wings preview is the course of like the next six weeks. We do a little bit each week. Or it's going to be or it's going to be a uh, boot each time he misses. <laughs> Did you give it a grade? 8.4. 8.4? I want the 7.9. Okay. 7. Okay. Really? Which I think is good. Like, yeah, I thought it was a little low. 
Come on, man. Oh. Pump Anyways. it up a little. Pump Eight-o. it up. Eight-o. Hey, you got to pump it Go up. Go on, Eight-o. That was episode <laughs> 73. Thank you guys for recording. Is mine. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next week after a couple wins, if not sooner. Listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers, to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.